Welcome, everybody, to uh, another episode of Roots of the Money Tree podcast. Uh, I'm really excited today. This is Colby Gilmore, and I've got my good dear friend here, Houston How To. How you doing, Ryan? It's a wonderful day in Houston. It's the coldest day we've had this summer, and it is 86 degrees. Bad. It's a little cooler here in Nashville in, in the 80s. I, I'd say that it feels different. It feels a little cooler. Well, we, we got someone here that, that's probably in the same boat, probably a little sweaty, uh, maybe a little cooler today. But um, a good friend of mine that we've connected through the years through so many different people that we know and different relationships. But we got Zach Norman joining us today. Hello, everybody. Glad to be here. It's good to have you, Zach. Even though you just left us, you were here in Nashville for a year when we were at Atlanta took you back. Took me back. Back to the roots, man. Well, the fun thing with Zach is Zach did a worship thing for us that we just figured this out. 2019 with right. one of our, our um, gatherings. Uh, so I guess that's our initial meet. And then you were in L.A. while I was in California and we connected through a mutual friend. And then right. we both ended up in Nashville at the same time. Um, and now you're back in Atlanta. We got a lot to share because you got a lot of fun, exciting things to do on the creative aspect of life, being well in music as a producer, a writer, going launching into all these different initiatives. But um, before we jump there, we always like to go back. Tell us a little bit about, do you have any like first memories around money or like kind of a money decision you made as a kid or something you saw? And is there any aspect of how it's influenced you later on in life? You know, I just I, I thought long and hard about this one, and I finally found a great answer. So first, my first memory with money is a little like treasure chest that I had. And so I think I had that treasure chest, I don't know, around the age of four. Um, then I would use that to store my first, uh, what's it called, allowance, right? Now, my first memories, I remember using that money is so first I remember it was sometime after fourth grade uh, and it was all on CDs and clothes. <laughs> so when I got my first boombox and my first CD in fourth grade, soon after that, I was like, man, I'm going to use my allowance to buy my first CDs. My first CD, I don't know if you guys remember this band, this is going to be amazing. <laughs> but POD, do you remember POD? Oh, oh yeah. They came on yesterday when I was listening to something. <laughs> so that was such a good memory to recall. So that was my first CD. And soon after that, that's like around the time that I got, you know, one into, into skateboarding. Skateboarding got me into music. And then, uh, you know, my allowance, I realized that I could buy CDs and then go to shows, get into my various fashion interests, skater punk, Abercrombie, Screamo days, uh, then Ralph Lauren, then Vineyard Vines, <laughs> then whatever a worship leader wears, you know. And then <laughs> That's quite the journey. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I thought about it. I was thinking about the money story. And I was like, man, like every year growing up, I would have a different hairstyle and clothing. So that's a lot of what my money revolved around as a, as a kid. So I do feel like I have to clarify something to, you know, our listener, <laughs> if you're over a certain age, um, a CD is a compact, it's, it's not a certificate of deposit. <laughs> and for Gen Z listeners, uh, CD is a thing you played music on. Um, anyways, uh, uh, that's a good story. I like that. Um, I wouldn't have expected POD for your first CD. Oh, dude. I, I mean, I have so many genres. That's awesome. 
Ryan, what was your first CD? What's that? Mine? Ryan. I think it was like a definitely like a wow, like wor- like worship, <laughs> like top worship songs of the year. <laughs> Is it that or like a Carmen? Do you guys remember Carmen? I think so. Yeah, he was like a Christian rock artist. Oh no. Uh-uh. Yeah. It was Riot, Righteous Invasion of Truth. So nice. <laughs> that's that's my that was my genre. <laughs> All right, let's let's switch from the money question here and get into um, you've had quite the journey in your career. So I know you went to uh, to Liberty University. Tell me a little bit about your journey from Liberty and, and studying music and to where you've gone from there and where you, what's led up to now. Yeah, man. I mean, I just look back to like the thread of my life and so much of it is like in some way expressing art, um, you know, through music, obviously. Um, but also like these other things that tap into, you know, the visual aspect. And I feel like now I'm just now getting into really digging into that at this point in my life with what I'm doing. Um, but it's been a really, it's been a really cool, like, you know, just taking the next step into actualizing these things that I'm really aiming for, these things that I really want to bring about that I really want you know, as a musician, like to hear, but then like, as just like a, a more just full on like creative um, and like now expressing my creative director gifts, like, you know, the visual aspect of things. Coming back to Liberty, I, I you know, I grew up skateboarding, listening to music. I started forming my own bands. Uh, you know, when I was 12, I made my first garage band um, and it was like (laughs) me and my skater friend and we both played drums and I had a guitar that my mom gave me when I was younger. I was like, man, we should have a band. And he didn't know how to play guitar. So I just like picked the guitar out of my closet that had been there for like four years. And then I just like taught myself how to play like smoke on the water or whatever it was (laughs) so that I could hand him the guitar and so I could play drums. And so we did something like that or vice versa. I can't remember, but so that's really like what got me into like forming, you know, um, my first bands. And that's what got me into like um, being one of those being, um, you know, the bands of my church. Right. So I started like right around that time when I was 12, I kind of somehow snuck into the, the, we called it praise band back then. Right. My sister was like in high school and, and, uh, and somehow I snuck in and played drums and, and then that got me around all of that. And, you know, I kept on doing my like hardcore band, bands. Like I screamed in band mm-hmm. when I was like 12, 13, right? We started playing <laughs> shows, um, you know, and, and by the time I, I, you know, was like asked to lead worship, I was going into high school. I just like, I, I, I started doing that, you know, just because my youth pastor was like, hey, like, we need you to do this and everyone's graduating. You can play guitar, you can do it. Like, you know, little did I know that that would kind of lead me on the path to Liberty um, a few years later. A year after that, like, I mean, my whole life, like so much was happening in my life, you know, I had such a great first half of my childhood. Second half was (laughs) not so great, Um, but it really led me like for me and my personal faith to a a real relationship with God and, you know, I was at this camp. I was about to be a sophomore in high school. Yeah, there was this 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 um, message that just changed my life. And for me, that's when I I say that I, I gave my life to God. I gave my life to Jesus. And uh, I remember that that night, what I saw the guy doing on stage is what a few years later when I went to Liberty, you know, I saw that I had an opportunity to to do no longer out of just like oh, I guess you know, I have to do this. Like that night when I was at that camp. 
and I had like a life-changing altering encounter with God I saw what that guy was doing on that stage and I was like man like I really want to do that I really like I I feel this and Mm -hmm. uh, it means something to me and so I just like slowly got disinterested in everything else like I just it just like I like listening to it or going to the shows or whatever but it just just didn't like energize me anymore and then uh yeah fast forward you know 2010 graduated high school uh you know I just I just went with a friend to Liberty and uh you know and I saw that they had the opportunity to like apply that as like a a vocation as a career you know and uh, ministry and so I delved into that did you know that exclusively heavily you know um for a number of years was involved in passion city church in Atlanta passion conferences for those who are familiar with that and then yeah like during that time is what really in you know what I was doing a lot during the week is what cultivated me really heavily into this what I'm doing now that all uh, was hinging around like uh private lessons and uh which then it turned into like hey I want to start songwriting classes it was at this private lesson studio then it turned into me like producing and then that's you know what set me on this path that's awesome so so then you left liberty and then just kind of well, I know you were a passion, but um, at what point did you go and start to do things on your own? Like when you started to, I know you started to become a producer, writer, uh, and then you started to launch a couple of things such as ZZN Collection, the Wave Initiative, which we'll get to. But tell me kind of, I've noticed this the more I've worked with people in the music industry and started to understand it more of how difficult it is, even though you have a unique gift that we all love because we love just the beauty of music, but how uncertain it can be for you to go off on your own, not even mm-hmm. know where's my paycheck coming from? Will I get anything for this great gift I have? Really right out of college is when I took like the first step in that way. Um, For me, my faith and my like career moves have always been, you know, very connected, not conventional, definitely learning a lot through the years, getting more resources, more community, you know, more partnerships to learn how to better, you know, to, to be more solidified, sustainable, like, especially, you know, becoming a husband and a father, like I have in the last seven years. Um, but yeah, like, you know, I would say most pointedly, really big leap that felt like everything was new, didn't know anyone. I had just started producing, we moved out to LA in 2018. I just started producing like full-time in 2017. I just kind of started scaling back from all my other work. For me, I felt like it was like a step of faith that was necessary. Started doing that in 2017. Uh, my wife and I visited LA in 2017 and she was like, let's move here in a year. Hmm. And I was like, wait, so we got to start planning now. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I'm usually the one that's like, you know, suggesting these like, you know, audacious, crazy things, right? At the, at the time. And so she really encouraged us to do that. And so, yeah, it's really the last, I guess, five years um, that I've just been in this full-fledged, crazy entrepreneurial, you know, and everything that comes along with it. So the last five years um, since I stepped into, you know, uh, producing music full-time. All right. So I alluded to it a little earlier, the ZZN Collection, which has got a lot of exciting things going on and, and kind of entered you into the world of, of um, or I guess what we call the digital asset world and crypto. But which came first, ZZN Collection or the Wave Initiative? Yeah, it's funny because they were all kind of one thing. And then as I, uh, so formally, Wave Initiative, all the prototypes 
for like a brand that I've been trying out for the last five years, uh, ZZN Collection. So the concept of ZZN Collection has been, you know, trial and error. What do I like visually? What's the why behind it? Is this something I really want to stick with? You know, different designs of like shirts. And that's what it really started with. You know, it's like, you know, five years ago, I, I heard someone say like, hey, you know, there's this artist in the UK. No one knows who he is. He provides with his family through his merch line. I was like, Bing! you know, so I just started producing full time. I was like, I should start figuring out how I can make a brand, you know, and do something that's more than like merch. Right. Um, which is definitely like in my DNA, like doing something that's way more like trying to refine it and make it just like, you know, uh, just getting really picky about the details and, you know, ZZN in that sense with the prototypes and all that stuff, but formed wave first, um, formed wave, uh, but just like months apart, really months apart. Um, my, my step into NFTs, uh, is really what propelled, um, ZZN and, and that concept to like take a step and make a brand with it. Um, and then to where I started making the logo and thinking about the first release and taking all of these things that I've archived and um, and really like narrowed it down to like as specific as like the name of the release, the song that surrounded it, you know, being a campaign for Wave Initiative, you know, and spreading like, you know, the light on, on, on uh, or sharing, shedding the light on and the conversation of, of Wave Initiative, um, the color palette, you know, um, you know, for the, for the first release of, of, of ZZN Collection, you know, it's all around Wave, Wave the song wave the clothes and, and these, um, these fine art pieces that my friend made, uh, the wave periodic table, so. Can you define for our listeners wave and just kind of what is that? So when, when they hear you say wave. Yeah, so let me, I'll define both. ZZN Collection is an immersive collection of music, art, and design. The release that we put out there that you can, you can find on zzncollection.com um, and you as well, you'll see everything for ZZN collection there on the site. Um, it, it showcases that threefold, um, triptych sort of purpose. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and then wave initiative is, um, our 501c3 nonprofit, uh, which has a mission to join a wave of artists to cultivate health, wholeness, and wonder in the world. Um, so like one really practical example of like how people can understand like the, the fruition and, and like the, the application of WAVE is ZZN Collection. Like, you know, what I envision for WAVE is for, for the people that we, that we serve is to launch and propel them into um, their own ZZN Collections, their own brands, their own WAVEs or being an ambassador mm -hmm. of WAVE. Um, and and uh, WAVE has its, has its, uh, it's, you know, for right now we have four, um, four uh, key parts of, of focus that we're going to continue to build out, like the, the specific roadmap, whether it's like in like semesters or, or like a simultaneous, like you hit all bases just at the same time within, a, within you know, let's say four years. So with, with WAVE, we're going to have, you know, the bedrock of it all is, is like coming at everything from a holistic standpoint. Um, you know, so um, uh, wave comes from m my inspiration with like brain health, mental health, um, brain waves, uh, also sound waves and the correlation, mm -hmm. All right. uh, how they can have like a really cool relationship. But really the biggest one is like, the reason why we say joining a wave of artists is that, you know, um, 
we believe that, you know, we are made in the image of God and, you know, quantum physics is like, is a, is a um, very scientific, you know, way of like basically showing us like the activity of the human spirit, you know, like the vibrations that we, in the waves that we see like in the brain and, um, it's just fascinating stuff. So like, you know, the whole idea is to cultivate people like with that in mind, their value and their potential, right? And so optimizing that um, from a broad standpoint. So like I mentioned, the first certified brain health coaching is like, you know, before, before output, it's input, input, you know? Um, so certified brain health coaching, uh, artist development, that's what really sets us apart. Those two things. Um, but then also like, you know, financial business planning, right? Um, and uh, as well as like internships and then releasing these individuals. Um, so yeah, WAVE is the 501c3. We are joining a wave of artists to cultivate health, wholeness and wonder. And um, those are our four areas of focus. And um, the biggest thing that we have really is the last part of like before we really you know, go into that rollout of those four areas of focus is really identifying exactly who we want to serve to like who we want to afford those opportunities for, you know, the fact that this is a nonprofit, we want it in its nature to open up opportunities that wouldn't be possible, like otherwise, right? There's plenty of people who, you know, you know, people could pay for what WAVE does, you know, if they have, like, like in theory, like they could pay for what a wave initiative does, but this isn't a nonprofit, right? And so what we want its impact, what, how we want its impact to you know, spread is by really surrounding some people who don't have that resource, who don't have that you know, opportunity to be surrounded by high caliber, high caliber of talent who, um, who want to you know, um, look at them as that valued human being and, um, you know, set them on a trajectory that they never knew was possible. So we're, we're trying to clarify exactly, you know, in a number of different, you know, criteria who those people are. That's so good. That's a, that is fun and exciting. So I remember sitting back with you in, I want to say it was like March and you're getting real close to the launch of the ZZN um, collection. Oh, yeah. You're sharing about, you know, uh, your own cologne that's coming out. We got whiskey fire barbecue, and I think it snowed. It snowed like forty five minutes after we uh, finished eating, which we were eating outside. Just so uh, anyone that wants a good uh, brisket bomb with whiskey fire barbecue, but uh, maybe not in March. <laughs> and, uh, anyways, but uh, I remember this the excitement because it's been really cool to learn of. I mean, everything being so difficult in the music industry of not even always having your right pay or rights obviously enter crypto and the digital asset world and NFTs. Um, mm -hmm. Tell as, as you go into telling us a little bit about how that launch came about, can you give us just a little bit of entry of why? Why, why, why what are these things called NFTs? Why did we, why did you even go that route and why does right. it make sense? Yeah. Yeah. So for me, it's like, you know, I'm not some like massively known artist and, you know, any steps that I take, I always want to do ones that like feel reflective of like feels authentic to how I would do things and how I want things to be for the long haul, even if that might, you know, take some extra work. Um, Cause what you're like, it's better to, to stick with something instead of undoing it. And so I just, you know, NFTs, like it was just an, a, a, a first a, a, an 
an opportunity that was presented to me, you know, through producing music for my visual artist friend. So I mentioned to you for our first release for ZZN Collection, how we have, you know, those three fine art, like limited art pieces. Um, and so that came about through, um, because I was, I was composing music for that artist and his NFTs. And that was early in uh, April, April 21. So then when I was involved in that and I was still incubating all this stuff and, you know, trying to like, you know, take the first step for ZZN as well as Wave, I was like, man, you know, I'm talking to some of my advisors and partners and stuff. And we were both like, yeah, it could be cool to do this as a music artist, like release my music through NFTs, right? Mm -hmm. And so once we, once we, once, you know, I had done a number of those for my friend, Daniel Allen Cohen, he's, he's known for that, that uh, his, his artist alias, this is addictive. Those are the, the pieces that we did the periodic tables for. Uh, he has like an, an install of those in Delta LAX, like uh, Skylounge, right? So we did those for the ZZN collection. Um, you know, once I did a number of NFTs for him, yeah, when we did the, the ZZN release, I was like, well, we're going to incorporate it as part of the collection. And, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't taking that move as like a, you know, cause you'll see on our, our store, online store, like it's a, it's a regular, like, um, you know, shopping experience. It's not a full on web three. You have to have crypto for everything that you're buying. Like, mm -hmm. you know, so, but we just decided to, you know, incorporate NFTs and now we've had advancements in that world through doing, I guess, like our beta launch, right? So now it's like, I really, everything that we're gonna do in the future, it's like, man, we're not just gonna do NFTs. Like we're gonna take, we are taking a deep dive into web three, as far as like all the design, you know, all the technology, um, even the different ways that marketing is being done within that world. Um, but to answer the question of like, why? you know, why do I like the format of NFTs as a music artist and, and just a general like creative director? It's because uh, it's just like, you know, prime example, you could decide, you can set the price of the song, let's say it's a, a music NFT, right? So just imagine that you're getting a song, you know, like you do from Spotify, there's cover art, there's an MP3 attached to that artwork. And it is that one you know, digital asset that is not just like downloaded, you know, bought 99 cents through iTunes or and, and stored onto your iTunes library where you look in your finder and you see like click on it, everything attached in your, your like your finder is like the info of that song, as well as the art and the actual file of the music, right? So instead of all of that being stored into like iTunes or like, you know, Spotify, instead you know, you're using these NFT platforms and, you know, you're having limited prints. So say if you set the song to, you can set the price to whatever you want, you know, um, you can set it to a dollar if you want, you can set it to 10, you can set it to a hundred. If you sell like 10, uh, if you sell a hundred songs at $10, you know, that's a thousand dollars. So, you know, as far as like, um, if you build the right community around these things, you know, even if it's not after the initial sales, what's great about it is like, say you gift it to people that you just really value that are building this community with you. You can transfer it directly to them. They have a, say you have a hundred, there's only a hundred digital prints, right? In circulation. And um, they're valued at $10. You, I gift one to you, Colby, you know? And then you decide to sell it. Say you sell it for $10, you know? 
Um, and you know, I would never sell it. <laughs> <laughs> you would never sell your soul for me. Thank you. <laughs> um, but like, you know, I can, when I'm, when I'm like minting is what it's called when I'm, you know, creating each of these NFTs, um, I get to decide, you know, the creator royalty attached to it. So I put mine at 7%, you know, you can do like anything from like zero to 10% on OpenSea, which is a, an NFT platform. So say you sold that for $10, but I gave it to you, then I would get, you know, 7% of that. And then you make the other part, then your friend who has it, they sell it for whatever. I will always get 7% off of every single sale. So from a creator standpoint, it's really cool from a collector who really values and wants to like, you know, support, um, uh, you know, art very sustainably. It's like a game changer, you know, then there's other, which I know is another question of yours. You know, there's other really like practical utilities attached to some of these to where they're just straight up utility NFTs and uh, the chain smokers did that. They, um, they, uh, what they did is they released um, these NFTs to where, uh, just imagine it's a digital VIP pass, right? Let's just call it that. And so that pass, that digital um, pass, it gives the owners um, a royalty percentage off of the chain smokers um, yeah. streams. So like people have used it in different ways, literally just to you know collect music and tokenize music or they've attached other VIP um, sort of features to NFTs. That's really interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But so like, theoretically- Yeah, I know I went long, but like to give you an idea, like compared to streaming, like if you own 100% the rights to a song, if you are the, <laughs> the artist, the sole songwriter, um, the producer, um, and then let's just say like eliminate all overhead costs, the marketer, the engineer, the mixer, mm -hmm. the master, if you spent $0 and you own a hundred percent on the song and did all those responsibilities, then off of a million streams, you make $4,000 like through, wow. you know, conventional like streaming. Right. So, um, like I said, a hundred NFTs for $10, $1,000. So 400 NFTs at $10. It's like a step further than Patreon. If you're familiar with Patreon, mm -hmm. you're giving people the opportunity to own something and they own it, they hold it, no one else does. There's only so many in circulation and uh, it, it benefits the creator economy um, so much. It's just, it's just so equitable, it's amazing. Um, really, really cool. Yeah. And so let's, let's just go with that example. Let's say like a radio station or Spotify, they want to be able to stream your music. Mm -hmm. So they buy one of those NFTs and then do you get a royalty when they stream it or how, how does that work? So, just yeah, so that's a good, that's a good, you know, that's a good question. You know, I don't think I've heard that one, you know, that's a matter of like, uh, like a record label, for example, if they yeah. pay for time on the radio, they own that master file, right? So if you're the artist, it, it's, it's not a matter of, um, they wouldn't have to have the NFT that is the entire like 
you know, asset of like visual or the, in, in the music, they just have to like have permission from the artist slash record label um, to use that audio over the radio and like people pay to for, pay for spins on the radio, right? Um, so it's, you can do both. You can have like X amount of copies in circulation and no more than that. And if anyone else wants to listen to it, you can also decide to like have a different, different artwork or whatever. And that's the, you know, just the Spotify version, you know, you can have mm -hmm. the, the song, you know, on the radio as well. People, you know, it's just all just like, what is the incentive, you know? Um, but you don't have to use one of those NFTs onto the radio, you know? Gotcha. Mm -hmm. It's something that's caught my attention in this, because a lot of this space I often thought is like ridiculous. Um, <laughs> but uh, what, what I really start to see with <laughs> with people in in art uh, and music is, well, one, it's, it's for the best for you, so you don't get cut out on all that stuff. But second, it almost feels like, which I, I think I've shared this before, that you're actually investing in your favorite artists. Like if I could buy stock in Zach Norman or, or ZZN collection and your things by buying an NFT, I am in a sense, right? Or at least I get the VIP access, but I'm investing in you and the product. Um, it goes beyond just the VIP club, like a you know, right. fan group. Um, right. I, I'd love for just, you know, just to point it out for our, for our listeners out there, if you go to ZZN Collection, type it in, it'll take you to, to the website, but also to OpenSea. Um, so unlike typical, you know, kind of weird JPEGs, you got these nice wave vinyl records that are spinning there. Kind of cool. I like the take on vinyl, even though we like to purchase, you know, hard copy vinyls. You got now you're, you're, you're That's in, in the future. That's why we incorporated it. We're in the future. You know, we're going to use, um, we're going to, we're going to sell. Uh, real vinyl oh you are okay yeah well, that's awesome so check out zz and collection um get your nft uh but one really cool thing i would say not that we are here just shamelessly um <laughs> promoting uh your nfts but is what zach shared with me uh, and continue to share is just his heart of hey you know there are ways you can make money because you need to feed your family you've got a, a a big family and uh it's growing i'm sure um is though you have this heart for just really um we define stewardship as the use of god-given resources for the accomplishment of god-given goals though based on your unique god gift and abilities right and, and that's something that you've utilized that hey i have these unique skills i'm taking this into this more futuristic world to, to expand these skills and even my resources through it but you've got this heart for really doing it for for kingdom causes and that's something that's really struck me that, yeah, we, I really want to see you succeed in these things because of these things you want to do through wave of helping people, right. but continuing to give more away. Can you share a little bit of kind of that? I know you have the why, but just where you see that if things really went as you'd like them to, what you really want to see the outcomes to be. Yeah. I mean, so first on the like generosity piece, like, yeah, just those words like stewardship, like why do you steward money? Like it's not just something to where you just like, have to to what fear it and just like hoard it or save it and hope the, the worst doesn't happen like you're actually thinking about things like generosity and stewardship and investing investing into what into what value you know uh and how does that impact people's lives like it's it's definitely why wave has even come about you know how why it why you know 
why that became a thought and something that I felt very called to do, you know, and, um, you know, so one practical way that, you know, we are, I, that, that I am, um, you, with ZZN Collection in, in Wave Initiative, like partnering the two is, you know, 10% of ZZN Collection's profits are going to Wave, you know, um, mm -hmm. so that's what we're doing right now. And, and um, that's going to help us continue to, you know, build, um, build that future for Wave and fulfill our mission, right? Um, you know, build the team that we desire to, to build. So it's, um, but it's, yeah, it's time, talent, and treasure, you know, so, um, it, you know, all of this is like, I'm not getting, you know, paid to do Wave, like, uh, it's, it's a labor of love for me. I've been working on it for, you know, I guess two years at this point. And so just continuing to like, build those, like, as we, once we're rolling and fully out there and we have the team stacked and all of that, like at that point, you know, our, our core values, our core beliefs, our entire program, everything is built around, you know, these, these values and like um, the fruition of those things and what sort of atmosphere and culture does that create, you know, um, for the people that we serve and for those beneficiaries to benefit and lead in within society. Right. So like stewardship and generosity in every avenue, whether it's financial or these other ways, is it's at the core of all of it, 100%. That's awesome. This is great. I, I just love this, Zach, all you're doing, and we look forward to continuing to hear more. Um, is there anything kind of, as you've pioneered through this um, this new uh, wave uh, of... of <laughs> the world or for your industry um, and especially just going through the ups and downs of, of going on your own and starting these things, anything you'd like share for those that are out there that are either maybe like brand new starting to go, Hey, I'm in music and I'm, you know, I'm just here as a songwriter. Or I'm trying to go do my own thing or those that have been around a while and they go, maybe I should take the next step in doing something that's a little bit more into this space. Um, any advice you'd have or just like direction? Yeah. So in like taking risks or like, or taking the step into like NFTs, for example. I, I, let's start with first the taking the risk, uh, especially because, I mean, Ryan and I are accountants. We went into a path that <laughs> really was like, we're going to have a job probably no matter what. It might be very boring, but we have one. But like in your space of, yeah, how do you jump and take risk, especially knowing I don't even know how I'm going to eat. <laughs> right. It's real, man. I mean, but it's like, you always have to, uh, you always have to make decisions out of like conviction and, and belief and um, not sporadically and not too rapidly, not beyond a capacity that you can keep up with, but never from a place of comfort and never from a place of, um, you know, I think it's like all of us can, can think of, we can observe and discern when a season is closing, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so like when certain doors start closing and, and other ones start opening, it's just a matter of navigating like through, you know, prayer and discernment, like, hey, you know, um, like I'll just say something recently, like from, you know, church that we were going through is like, uh, I was talking about the signs, um, the signs of Jesus and they were talking about like discernment of signs and it's like you have scripture you have godly counsel you have circumstances and prompting of the holy spirit and um 
it can be really obvious once you have like opportunities presenting themselves. And so once they do start presenting themselves, like praying about that, like, you know, is that, is this the next step? Like, and, you know, sometimes getting really specific and then, and then sometimes, you know, taking some of those risks, you know, that you can't afford to not take, you know, that's what one of my mentors, you know, told me like, when will you ever be able to take this type of risk ever again? Um, and it definitely takes, you know, all of those things, scripture, you know, godly counsel, circumstances, prompting of the Holy Spirit. And uh, as far as like, um, and I'll, I'll land with in my life verses too, which have guided the complexity of that process, Romans 12, one through two. Um, and um, that became my life verse. It's the, ver the key bedrock verses for Wave Initiative. Um, and for every decision that, that we make as a family, you know, um, Therefore, um, by the mercies of God, present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable. This is your spiritual worship. Do not be conformed to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind so that by testing, you may discern what is his good, acceptable and perfect will. And so the last thing I'll say with that is that when, you're, when we submit ourselves to that process, and surrender to God in that sort of way, um, which is not easy. Um, sometimes he just gives you those like unmistakable answers to prayer, those miracles that we've prayed for, the things that are beyond like our own input, you know, and simply through prayer, uh, prayer and, and, and dependence on him. Um, yeah, I, I would say that for sure. Absolutely. That's beautiful. That's good. Well, I don't know. Is that a good place to stop there, Ryan? I don't know. If and for can... NFTs, okay. make one. <laughs> make one. Make an NFT. You know, like go into, you know, set up your crypto wallet, you know, like for the creators that want to like, you know, uh, do that, like test it out, you know, get a MetaMask wallet, you know, or like a Coinbase or whatever, mm -hmm. you know, go to OpenSea, see the different options, research the different wallets, choose one, set one up with your OpenSea or Rarible, um, and then see what it takes to mint an NFT. You know, it's just different visual aspects, putting in the information in whatever file, you know, into there and click. I'm not a fire hydrant or whatever. <laughs> I'm not a robot, all those things, you know, and then you just mint like NFTs, like one by one, you know? So is that what you did? Is that how you started? You just yeah, man, like, and, and I'm excited to not have to do that in the future. <laughs> to say the least. <laughs> I minted every NFT one by one like uh -huh. it, it took a number of days just to like click click go so ryan that's a good challenge to create uh, the roots of the money tree uh let's innovation. do it let's do it <laughs> we'll have one buyer so uh <laughs> good no, that is such good encouragement zach one to go and do it but also when you're taking that step those four areas to really those four signs and yeah, that prompting of the Holy Spirit, being ready for that and being open to that, it's um, definitely makes the process a little, a little easier to jump off into something new. Well, good. Well, Doug, thanks so much for, for joining us today and sharing all this. We're, uh, um, you know, well, actually, if, if, if we keep doing this, we'll have to bring you back again here in a year or so and then see where, where you've been, where you're going. Um, but anyways, everyone out there, check out Zach Norman. If you don't already know who he is, I'm sure a lot do. Uh, check out ZZN Collection. Uh, 
And thanks for sharing just your wisdom of taking risks and how you trust God through it. Um, I know some of us, it, it can we can get complacent in what we're doing and we don't take those risks, right? We don't jump out of the boat uh, and try walking on water. Um, but thank you for that. Absolutely. Thanks so much, guys. Appreciate it so much.